Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Brothers and sisters, welcome to our time of prayer and scripture. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Feel free to leave your prayer intentions in the comments as always. And we are in this octave of Christmas, these, this week of Christmas. It's a week of, of uh, celebration. Hopefully your, your celebrations with family and friends and fellow worshipers is continuing, uh, as is mine. Let's uh, delve right into the presence of God here and the Word of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, you are born for us. The world rejoices, and we want to follow you more closely. That is our prayer today. Make us know, Lord Jesus, that you are with us, that we are with you, that we are in union with you, and your word today tells us how we know that. Thank you for this word. Thank you for the grace you give us to keep your commandments, you who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is a reading from the first letter of St. John. Beloved, the way we may be sure that we know Jesus is to keep His commandments. Whoever says, I know Him, but does not keep His commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps His word, the love of God is truly perfected in him. This is the way we may know that we are in union with Him. Whoever claims to abide in Him ought to walk just as He walked. Beloved, I am writing no new commandment to you, but an old commandment that you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have heard. And yet I do write a new commandment to you, which holds true in him and among you. For the darkness is passing away, and the true light is already shining. Whoever says he is in the light, yet hates his brother, is still in the darkness. Whoever loves his brother remains in the light. And there is nothing in him to cause a fall. Whoever hates his brother is in darkness. He walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Notice what this reading does not say. Beloved, the way we may be sure that we know Jesus is that we have a personal, spiritual experience that convinces us of that. It's not what it says. The way that we know Jesus is that we have a vision, or that we have a dream, or some other kind of mystical experience, or that we just are convinced, we know in our heart of hearts, we know in our conscience. That's not what it says either. Beloved, the way we may be sure we know Jesus, John tells us, is to keep His commandments. Notice what this does. Remember, we're we're reading this reading here in the context of celebrating the Incarnation, celebrating the fact that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's a challenge. I've often explained how um, Christmas and I explained this the other day on, on Newsmax in one of the, the Christmas interviews that they did with me. 
Christmas for, for many people is too specific. That's why there's a war on Christmas, because it doesn't leave you any leeway. When God himself takes on flesh and speaks to us in human language, and that's what Christmas really is, it's God in human language. When, when God speaks to us in human language and shows us through his actions, the actions of Jesus being the actions of God, what is the right way to live and what is the wrong way, there's no wiggle room there for people to say, oh, but I have my morality and you have yours. I have my truth and, and you have yours. There's no room here for that kind of relativism. Christmas does not provide any leeway for relativism. Jesus Christ is the, the child who was born in the manger, the child we welcome. Oh, come, let us adore him. Come ye, O faithful, to Bethlehem. This child is going to be the preacher of the Sermon on the Mount. This child is going to be the, the preacher of the parables that talk to us about the need for, for forgiveness, for renouncing our possessions, for carrying our cross, for, for taking care of the vulnerable and the, and the poor and the weak. He's going to lay out some very specific commandments. And there's no wiggle room here to make it up all on our own or to create God in our own image. The way we may be sure that we know Jesus is not just that we say we do. So for so many people, that's, that's religion right there. It's all about, oh, they, they're saying that they know Jesus and we take them at their word and it's all this internal thing that nobody else can probe. Yes, of course, we all have our one-on-one our -on -one relationship with Jesus. Nobody can judge us, but they can judge our actions and so can we. And we can tell if killing a baby by abortion was or wasn't done. We can tell if an act of sexual intimacy outside of a valid marriage was or wasn't done. We can tell if we stole something that wasn't ours or if we defrauded the poor or anybody else. We can tell if we fed the hungry or didn't feed them. If we spoke the truth or told a lie, we can tell. That's the thing about Christmas. It's, 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 it's very specific. It's in the flesh. The way we come to know Jesus, John takes us here out of our own mind and into the, the world of external verifiable reality. Are you keeping His commandments or not? Love, it's not some kind of you know, mystical, vague, unidentified thing deep in the core of our conscience so nobody can figure out what it is. Yeah, we can figure out what it is pretty simply. Are you keeping His commandments or are you not? His commandments are known to us. They're public. And either we're keeping them or we're not keeping them. That's love. Like some kind of a... Don't, we have to... You know what John's letter does here? It does what we all have to do. We have to demystify some of these spiritual realities. Demystify it. Don't overcomplicate it. Conscience. I've talked to you about conscience. It's your mind. It's not some kind of mystical, magical thing. It's your mind. And you learn the commandments. And then before you take a specific action... The, the next to the last thing you do, I mean, the last thing you do is you decide you're going to take that action or not do it. But the next to the last thing you do is you're, you make a judgment whether it's the right thing to do or not. The idea comes into your mind, or maybe it's suggested by someone else. Maybe you come up with the idea yourself. Oh, I've got to do, I should do this or I shouldn't do this. Then conscience kicks in, which is your mind. Having learned the commandments of God, you say, okay, this is right, oh, this is wrong. That's the judgment of conscience. It's the judgment of your mind. It's not something different from your mind. This is right. This is wrong. 
and then the, judge, the decision to actually do it. Um, and this is the distinction John makes here between the light and the darkness. Jesus Christ's teaching is light, and His commandments are love. Let's abide in Him. Let's follow His commandments. Let's spread the light, the light of life, to all our brothers and sisters. Father, we turn to you again today celebrating Christmas and with our commitment to live in the light and to reject sin and to reject a culture of death, we finish one year and we prepare to begin another. May that light increase in our lives. May that light increase in the world. May this new year bring us a culture of life. May we vigorously reject abortion and all the lies that are associated with it. May this year before us, which is going to be a year of decision in our church and in the world, truly bring us the right decisions. May they truly bring us the culture of life. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And we pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right, thanks, friends, for joining me. Spread the word about our Scripture reflections, and we'll be back with you tomorrow. God bless. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.